Hello everyone and welcome to the last bangers and mash chat podcast episode of 2023. Yeah. Thought we'd squeeze one in before the end because, you know, we're giving like that and it is the season. <laughs> and we have giving. a lot to talk about. We well, yeah, unusually for us. Well, we um, wanted to do a, a Munich special anyway off the back of the last podcast. So We did, but I, th- I don't think there's enough to fill an hour. I think it's, no. you know, we just kind of drop it in with a lot of other stuff. I wanted to have a very Christmassy episode. I wanted to have Mariah Carey's The Info, but apparently that costs like a million pounds. You can advertise it like that, maybe on Instagram, but if we were to use it, I think we might. Yeah, well, that's sad. We wouldn't get into trouble because she doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> no, I know, but somebody <laughs> will find it somewhere and be like, ooh, I paid for that. that. Um, so we're going to use a little festive bell ringing between segments instead because that's quite cheery. Well, I haven't found it yet, so... Well, we'll try. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. try. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> anyway, we're yeah. going to do a bit of a roundup, aren't exactly. we, of 2023. So, yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's crack on. So, how are you? I'm okay. Yeah? I'm okay, yeah. I am glad 2023 is finished, and I'm looking forward to Christmas with you, because yeah. we're on our own this year. We are completely on our own this year. Which is kind of nice. And kind of sad because normally you see family in some form, but actually it's quite nice to just have us because I don't know when that will happen again anytime yeah, soon. Might, so yeah, obviously we'll have the kids next year. Um, the the issue we have been divorced parents, of course, is the kids have to share where they have Christmas, um, so they'll be with us next year and New Year's with their mum. Whereas it's the other way around this year. Yeah, they get double Christmas. They get so they're they're yeah, happy about it. Like they care. <laughs> Two sets of presents. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, we're just going to do Chris Dingle service at church on Sunday, so tomorrow, yep. in, the in the evening. And then church Monday morning, obviously, for Christmas morning. Yep. And then just chilling through the day, eating, drinking, Christmas movies. You know. Got, yeah, I bought a shoulder of lamb from Costco. Oh, for yeah. We're going so non traditional here. Don't. I'm not a fan of turkey. It's dry, and I don't. Well, that's not, not true. It's not always dry. I just find it a bit boring. Yeah, well, we, yeah, I don't see the appeal of turkey. No. And I don't see why you have to stick to tradition. Absolutely don't. Um, so we have our own tradition. Yeah. A nice Costco I've leg got lamb. A, I've got a backup gammon, <laughs> just in case I completely screw up the lamb. <laughs> it's a backup gammon. <laughs> it's a backup gammon. The backup gammon's feeling really second choice. Yeah, but it'll be good. And there's somebody at the door. Wait, Bear with. A... Ah, that. Yeah. There's a box of freshly baked things for Eleanor. Millie, right, so made by Millie. Not to be confused with Millie's cookies. They are two very different things. Made by Millie. Let's give her a shout. She is incredible. She's a local lady. She's really young. She's got her own cookie business. She's on Instagram. It's made by Millie. She does bespoke and, you know, handmade cookies. They're the ones that sort of dome in the middle. So Mm. they're really gooey and really moist and really... Full of filling. Oh, they are. And they're chock full of filling. They're so thick. And she does sort of all the generic chocolate bars. Mm -hmm. So she'll do loads of different, like Biscoff or, you know, Whisper. She'll run through the chocolate bars and you can kind of make to order. But she also does these things called cookie cake slices. So it's like a literally a slice of cake, but it's made with cookie dough. And then it's got biscuit around it. Oh, so it, they are so insane. What's in the box? So the Christmas Eve box I ordered this year, but she does them every year and I missed out last year because I got there too late. And you can just pick your flavours. So I think we've got some Terry chocolate orange ones. We've got some Toblerone ones. We've got some Biscoff ones. We've got just loads for Christmas Very Eve night. Christmas Eve. So, that sounds great. And she hand delivers and she's lovely. And she comes to things like when we have 
markets in the village she'll come and set up a store we yeah. bought from there before we got one when we took ben down do you remember she was either at the summer or christmas fair wasn't she yeah she goes to both i think yeah, yeah, yeah. and she also provides cookies and treats for the paddock pantry which is like a converted horse box at the edge of halston Forest. That's it. Yeah, Forest. And they sell, like, so when you go and walk your dogs, it's a massive forest where loads of dog walkers go in Northampton. And there's the paddock pantry horse box right at the beginning. That's right. And they do coffee and hot chocolate, and hands down, the best hot chocolate I think we have ever had. It we was took Hayley. Insanely oh. sweet, beautiful hot chocolate. Oh, it was incredible. So shout out to them as well. I follow them both on Instagram. So if you follow me, just find them through my followers. It's the paddock pantry and made by Millie. And if you are local, honestly try them out they are insane yes so how are you i'm all right yeah i mean 2023 has been really interesting especially work-wise with my job changing and developing and evolving that sort of stuff that's been really good mm. um i think time with the boys has worked out really well this year you know we've had lots more time this year than we ever have um work being super flexible and them also being able to go to camp which was great so king's camp in um in northampton that was really, really good. Um, more recently, I've started counselling. So I'm talking to a counsellor on a weekly basis, just very, very early stages, talking about you know who I am, what I do, why I think counselling is important, that sort of stuff. So it's really, really early days. And we're taking a break now until um, the new year. So there's a few weeks off, but but this is like your third attempt, isn't it? And it's the third, it is. first one that's stuck. Yeah, it is. I've tried a whole bunch of different. Um, bits and pieces. I tried the Mindler app, I think was the last one, um, did a round of eight sessions with them. And I don't think I put my whole heart into it because I don't feel very counselable. And I think that's important that you allow yourself to be counselled. So when the Mindler thing came to an end, sort of eight sessions in, the counsellor kind of gave up <laughs> because I wasn't giving much away. Whereas mm. this, this time round, uh, my counsellor name's Chris. He's he's just very easy to talk to. And he doesn't have to say a lot to make me say a lot. Yeah. And that's when you know you've got a good one. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not doing it for any particular reason. I'm kind of hitting it from a I'm not in a bad place point of view. So I'm not addressing anything in particular. Um, but there are a lot of things that I think make me the way I am. And, and I'd stuff, like to understand those more. I suppose there's also stuff that comes up every now and again when you're not in a great mood and it's the same things that recur, the same themes. Yes. And you want to kind of just put that to bed and not have to worry and feel like that about them anymore because there's stuff from sort of way back. It's like deep-rooted stuff that just obviously isn't resolved. So it's kind of a way of talking about it and yeah, trying to just move past them. My, my way of you know resolving those things, my way of resolution is to put them in a little box, nice and you know, safe and sound like and most put people. them on the shelf and forget about them like most people and then every so often they crop back up and put me in the face and say hello yeah. here i am so i'd just like to understand that a bit more yeah. um it's a good thing i'll say it i've said it before i'll say it again i think counseling is an incredible tool and you are an incredible tool no i'm kidding um <laughs> but it's it's an incredible tool and it's it's for me it's been insane it's been so game-changing i was very lucky to have um, 12 NHS sessions a, a few years back um, and it was it was it was life-changing I, I kind of got to I couldn't I, I had 12 and I think session 11 was the first time I managed to go through the hour without crying and stuff was sort of brought up that I didn't even think was bothering me like mm -hmm. the way that she was questioning or not questioning but the way that she was talking to me 
uh, she was making me talk about stuff that I hadn't even considered as an option that would be a problem. And I think if they're good counsellors, they do that. Um, well, I'm going the opposite way. So I haven't cried for years, years and years and years. So hopefully by session 11, I might actually be able to shed a tear. <laughs> if it gets I don't a tear, know. we're going to bottle it like unicorn tears. Yeah. See, they do exist. <laughs> they're healing. <laughs> there's, there's an ongoing joke that I'm an emotional stone and I just don't cry or get emotional or anything like that. But also you got to remember, some people just don't. Although, I mean, we might as well talk this about this now, or we'll talk about it in a bit, but we went to see the Harry Potter Do stage it. show. Link it in, it's a good link, go. <laughs> and I've never been moved so much by a performance. And so we went to see, so it's called Harry Potter and the Cursed, cursed Child. child. Cursed, 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 Cursed. You're not in the 1920s. In the Cursed Child. <laughs> um, it's the Cursed Child. <laughs> and, yeah, so it was, at, it was in Shaftesbury Avenue... <laughs> I've just gone, we've lost her. Um, yeah, it was in the West End, Shaftesbury Avenue, at the Palace Theatre. Um, and it comes in two parts. So you watch two and a half hours in the afternoon. Then you go off and have some dinner somewhere nice, McDonald's. That's with an interval, by the way. With it's an, not a straight Oh, yeah, two and sorry, a half yeah. Hours. There's a 20 minute interval. And then you, um, you regroup. And at seven o'clock in the evening, you watch the second half, which is another two and a half hours with a 20 minute interval. And the special effects and other things, especially the Death Eaters and things like that, were just incredible. I mean, yeah. they, they come up, well, spoilers if you haven't been. De- the but... Dementors, I think. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, no, no. I fine. They're, saying that. No, I know. They're kind of almost a similar thing, but just they'd be very different in special effects wise. But yeah. yeah. So, But they come out over the crowd and it's very eerie. The, the whole theatre just turns into, I don't know, one big stage. You feel it's, like you're there, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's really, really good. And all the effects on the stage people changing form, disappearing, all this sort of stuff. It's so incredibly well acted and the special effects are just great. The way they do the spells and the magic, it feels magic, it doesn't does. it? It does, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, um, the bit with the Polyjuice potion where they transform into someone yes. else. Um, and this is why I think I kind of saw at the end of the first um, section why they say don't take kids under 10. Yes. Because it, it can be, it is quite there, scary there in is places. One, there are one or two points, one in particular, and I won't, again, I won't spoil it, <laughs> but... I nearly pooped my pants. <laughs> it was so scary. <laughs> but everyone did. Everyone jumped back. Everyone jumped, yeah. It wasn't, you know, you weren't expecting it, but if you do, if you like a good jump scare, that's it's, it's it was just incredible. I've never watched anything like that and two and a half hours, you know, each each side just flew by in an instant. It yeah. was so good and so engrossing. Yeah. That um yeah, I could not recommend it. And you don't have to be a potterhead. No. You really don't. No. If, oh, you, I'm if not. you vaguely know the story, or what's happened, then you're cool. But actually, I don't even know that you necessarily need to. It helps. But um, I was telling Laura about it, and she was like, right, you, me, and Julie next year. I was like, I will definitely go again. You, 100%. me, Julie, and me. And you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going again. <laughs> but yeah, so it's I've it's the best thing, hands down, I've seen on stage, and I've seen quite a few things. And it was, if you want to go, and you're going with a family, I would highly recommend booking somewhere to eat in between, well in advance. Otherwise, you kind of do end up in McDonald's. Um, but yeah, could not recommend more. It was incredible. We actually, Kevin's had a quick muff change. Uh, yes, I put a muff on my microphone. I'm not sure it's called a muff, but I like the word, so I'm going with it. Yeah, it's less. Um, what were we talking about? I don't know. I just like exploded with snot, which is oh no, we got yeah. <laughs> so we got there late. Um, so yeah, we left in plenty of time, but you know, motorway traffic getting close to Christmas, it just didn't work out very well for us. So Westfields. So we parked at the Westfield, um, which <laughs> which was interesting in itself. Um, but yeah, so we were a little bit late, so we had to sort of be shuffled in at a, at a sort of stage change. Um, lots of tutting, 
from people, which you know I do to people when they're late. So yeah, thoroughly deserved. Um, but when we got there, we were crossing the street, yeah. and all of a sudden there were like. 10, 15, maybe 20 Santa Clauses on bikes. So it must have been Santa ride. Santa ride across London. Yeah, I've forgotten about and, that. And um, they, you know, the light went green for us to cross and yet they were still pouring across the crossing and we were late and a bit stressed and we might have, you know, said a couple I, of well, choice words I, at them. Well, to be fair, <clears throat> they poured onto me as I was crossing and so I was like, I just shouted, I went, it's a red light, guys, come on. And one of them just went, or oh, whatever. So I am ashamed to say I called him something nasty. And then he turned around and told me to F off. And then I told him to and got into this screaming, stressed match with this stupid Santa. I was I was a hair's, <laughs> hair's breadth away from stepping in and like going to have a go. But then another like yeah. 300 Santa Clauses came around the corner. <laughs> like, so, well, I'm let's just get in. so I'm kind of glad I didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That aside, the, the performance was fantastic. Go see, go see, go see. The only thing I would say is if you are of a rounder figure like we are, the seats... We? Yes, we. We? Yes, we. Rude. <laughs> if you're of a rounder figure... Um, the what gal- it means is if you've put your Christmas padding on a bit early... Yeah, like 2022. <laughs> I hate you. I love you. Um, then... Don't sit in the gallery. Balcony. The, seat, the balcony, Don't sorry. sit in the balcony. Because the seats are very close together. And we had people of rotund figures either, either side, side of us. More rotund than us. Yes. Just and we had a seat in the middle because we we bought three tickets, but suddenly someone couldn't come. Um, so we had a seat. For and the, even then. And yeah. even then it was still tight. And the so, room between, because we were on the, on the first row, so the room between the actual balcony edge and your knees was nothing. And also it was to a point where your legs actually went backwards. So I had pins and needles in my feet most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a Ryanair seat and... Half the leg room. Yeah, even even less leg room than that. So, And also Ellie had a nail in the wall in front of Ugh. her. So she scagged all of her jeans and, and ruined, my a, jeans like three ruined a pair of jeans. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're talking... No, that, that aside... It was a, it was a more good. than worthy sacrifice to make for the, for the show. Indeed. Go it see. was incredible. Go see. So Munich. Right, so Munich, yeah. So after the last um, episode, of course, we ed- we recorded that before we went to Munich and then edited it after we, and posted it after we came back from Munich. Yeah. So Munich. So the Christmas markets were incredible. Yeah. Um, the food was incredible. Uh, took Ellie to the um, Hofbrau house for pork knuckle oh. And beer, which is with an umpar band in the corner, and oh, it's just so good. I've been there so many times with work. I got the get... meat sweats like twenty minutes. Oh, in. No. <laughs> it, was... it turned off, and I was like, "Is that it?" Like it was just yeah. like a pork knuckle and a tiny potato dumpling, which I didn't like. But the, well, the potato dumpling you could have thrown at the wall, and it would come back at you. Twice I know as it fast. was the texture because it I was quite it. spongy. I'm not not <laughs> a fan, but I did like the spat. Is it spatzel, cheesy spatzel. Yeah. Oh, I could have just eaten that on its own. I know. But I looked at it and went. Is that it? I'm going to be hungry. And honestly, halfway through this pork knuckle, which was 99% pork, yeah, I was just like, I can't, I can't. It's a bit, it's a bit like a lamb shank, isn't it? The, the meat just falls off. But with so much more meat no than fat. normal. Oh, it's so oh good. it was amazing. Yeah, had to take you there for that. But we were there because we got delayed. So the story of the trip was that we were um, we were leaving on the Thursday yep. um, to come back on the Sunday. Yeah. 
Um, Saturday, I think it was overnight Friday to Saturday, the heavens opened and we were um, under a foot and a half of snow yeah. in less than 24 hours. Um, so Munich Airport closed and it cancelled our flight. So they added two more days onto our, um, onto our holiday um, and we were due to fly out on Tuesday. Now British Airways, because we booked the whole thing through British Airways, big shout out to British Airways here. Um, we booked the whole thing, so the hotel and the flights through them. We gave a call to their duty office. So they give you a dedicated number. You don't go through a switchboard. You just speak to a, a normal person, probably back in London or somewhere. And they said, no problem. We'll take care of it. They spoke to the Holiday Inn where we were staying and they extended our stay so we didn't even have to check out of our, of our hotel room. They just put the two reservations together because, of course, no one was checking out and no one was checking in. It's kind of like in limbo land. Um, so it was fine. And they said, oh, and by the way, keep all your receipts. We'll pay for everything. And they added breakfast, which and we hadn't had had paid yeah. for breakfast for our, our package. And they added breakfast for so, us. Yeah, so we got an extra couple of days, which was fantastic. And then on Tuesday morning, I rolled over in bed and thought, I'll just check the flight, see if it's on. And um, it said cancelled again. And I was like, how could it be cancelled? I checked the departures board because I'm a geek and I have an app for that. Um, at Munich and it was closed because of frozen rain overnight so the morning's um, departures were cancelled so it had a knock-on effect to the afternoon's departures which we would have been part of so they extended it again by two days so we were there until the following Thursday um, and again phoned the duty office they took care of absolutely everything um, and could not rate them more highly they were really really good they were so complimentary about the hotel staff and the hotel staff was a complimentary about them it was just seamless yeah and that's what was really really nice and when we got back to the um or when we got to the airport on thursday afternoon we were chatting to this couple next to us in the in the departure lounge and they'd had a similar experience they were meant to come back on um sunday then tuesday then thursday but because they'd booked all their bits and pieces piecemeal they'd been knocked around three hotels and three airlines trying to get back to Heathrow. Yeah. So having flown out with, I think, Lufthansa, they got bounced to Brussels Airlines, who bounced them to British Airways. Um, so they must have had a much more stressful time. Yeah, than whereas us. we just spent it sightseeing and drinking glue vine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we had, so, <laughs> so in the, um, the Christmas market in Marienplatz, there's, there were loads and loads of stalls that did um, glue vine. Um, but it seemed to be a tradition that about four o'clock each afternoon, We'd pitch up at this glue vine st stand and watch the world go by from inside this little wooden hut and drink glue vine. And it was just the most magical thing. It was so, so nice. Yeah, it was lovely. And we saw the, we went for a walk on the day the snow was really bad. We went, it was, it was beautiful because it was, a, like you say, sort of 18, 20 inches of snow. But it was a bright blue sky, sunny day, no wind. So on that day, everything was just still. And I think that was the Sunday. And we went walking through the English Gardens, which is in the middle, right. <clears throat> the middle of Munich, and it was just stunning. And it was weird because you expect if that was here, there would just be children everywhere because yeah. of the snow, and there just wasn't. It was undisturbed. It was gorgeous. People walking dogs. It was quite quiet everywhere. I think the Germans are quite, they're quite a lot more disciplined and just considerate than and all, British and also, people. They just kind yeah. of they're not loud and rowdy and. You know, I don't care about anyone else. I'm just going to shove my kids in your face kind of thing. They're just really, really just polite and nice. And they're also really prepared for snow. 
Yeah, they are. I mean, the schools carried on. Um, people went to work. The gritters were out. The snowplows were out. You know, in England, you put two flakes of snow out of the sky and suddenly the entire country grinds <laughs> to a halt. And no one, schools all the closed. schools closed. Yeah. And you're like, what? Why are schools closing? Oh, because people can't be bothered. Okay. But um, no, there were schools were still open, weren't they? We saw groups yeah. of school kids still doing their day trips and, and that kind of thing. And, yeah. And then, then we went to Dachau. Yeah, so on our... On our extra last day if, if that makes sense because we've we kind of run out of things to do we planned for four days nailed what we got in four you know done in four days and then we got the extra two and it's like okay great we can add a couple more things in but then we kind of definitely ran out of things to do in the final two days um so we went to dachau well we were going to do that the day before but it was closed because of the snow because of the snow so we did it last um and i'm not sure we got the full dachau experience i mean it's obviously a you know a horrendous place but under a foot and a half of snow, it was actually quite pretty. Um, yeah. And it sort of put a bit of a shine on it, which it shouldn't do. But I'm not sure I want the full experience because it was quite well, depressing. The, even the, exhibition, was. the exhibition bit with all the images and stories of what had happened is obviously really... For those of you who don't know who, what Dachau is, it's a concentration camp. Yes, um, just outside of Munich. Yeah, so it's... I, I mean, even just... We walked there from the train station. It was about a 45-minute walk. And even just, li- I wouldn't want to live there if I lived in Germany, just purely because that's where it is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very bleak, even though it was under snow. Just walking around the museum a bit and various buildings, it was a very sobering couple yes. of hours, let's put it that way. So, But it was worth a trip because I think people need to understand what went on. And yes. it's good that you know we realise that we are where we are because of all the things that happened there. Yeah, so. exactly. Um so yeah, so that was that was an interesting add-on um, to the trip. But we also went to the Olympic Park. We did um, in the snow, which was really good, that and that's really up near good. the BMW Museum, yeah. uh, which sadly was booked out. Otherwise, we would have gone probably. And we saw the palace. Yeah, so it's called the Nymphenburger Palace. That's it. Yeah, um, that was really really pretty, um, especially but, in the snow again. Yeah, but we were doing upwards of fifteen twenty thousand steps a day, yeah. and on snow and ice that's actually really takes it out of you because you're concentrating so hard on not falling on your backside yeah and you're just tense all the time i was looking at the floor and slipping a lot and so it's yeah it's it makes it quite a different walk to a normal sort of twenty thousand steps but it was lovely to do it in the snow because i don't think i've ever experienced snow like that even when i went skiing as a kid um so yeah it was it was really nice yeah so it was a really it was already very a very nice trip you know by the time we got to saturday we were so happy having done Munich um I did have a small panic about whether my stay supplies were going to last on the second cancellation I think that's when yes. I started going oh, <laughs> what am I gonna do I'm gonna have to make each bag last five days but um again my stay with nurse Claire was on hand and she went just go to the hospital but, but yeah. she said we help tourists out all the time at George's if they rock up and they don't have enough so she said if that happens you've got a backup so yeah but yeah, just just to round off, I mean, again, big <coughs> shout out to British Airways. They covered everything, additional clothing, cleaning, um, our meals, um, the additional car parking back at Heathrow. And we've and been back for not even two weeks and we've got that money back already, haven't we? Yeah, we put the claim in a couple of days after we got back. Um, very easy to do on their online portal. And we got an email back the day before yesterday saying, your money's coming back. And both our workplaces as well should probably be praised for the way they handled 100%. it. They were both... They, they both made us feel so much better about it they were like don't worry you know it's not your fault don't panic about work you know kev did what he could from his mobile because he uses his mobile for work as well but um my boss was great he was just like don't worry you can't help it and 
took a bit big weight off there. Exactly. And Sam, our cat and house sitter, yes, who Sam stayed well, on and did everything her. else. So. Yeah, she stayed on for an extra four days to look after them. So that was a big worry for me, obviously, with Cleo. So, yeah, all those people who helped us out, thank you. Thank you. You made us have a very, very nice experience of what could have been a terrifying experience yeah. being stuck in another country. So we've also seen uh, Ricky Gervais in the last couple of weeks. We did, we went to Wembley Arena to see Ricky Gervais. Um, and that was very cool, he was very funny. I thought, I think a certain audience go and see him, I think you know what you're getting to when you book tickets for him. So it was kind of nice because I think at the beginning I thought, well, what about those people who think that he is, he's not, he's, you know, he's not woke and he should be cancelled? And I was like, well, I'm hoping that those people wouldn't buy tickets. Yes. Um, so you kind of have like-minded people in the audience laughing at stuff that's obviously hugely inappropriate for all these sensitive snowflakes that are out there. Um, but actually, he wasn't that bad. Like I, he was far less um, harsh with it than I thought he was going to be. He made his point in a very clever. And I thought quite understated, but funny way. Yes. Um, so it was, I'm not going to give examples because, you know, someone's going to be offended somewhere. Um, but he's just, he just says it as it is. And yeah. he was, so his warm up act was. Oh, died. Died, bombed. It was. Oh, terrible. Yeah, I keep looking at his watch. It was 15 minutes of pure agony. I was like, there was some bits that were funny, but mostly the dad jokes. What was his name? I can't remember. I know it was some, someone something Mac McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Yeah, yeah, he just, bless him. He just wasn't. But I think I'm sure. You, I'm sure in another setting he would be yeah, very funny. Yeah, but when you're but, leading up to Ricky Gervais, it's like I. Yeah, tough gig, man. Bless him. No, no one laughed. Well, he he did get some laughs, but it wasn't. It was awkward. It was awkward. Um, but was. Ricky Gervais, brilliant. I would recommend seeing him. He was on for an hour, and then at the end, he kind of came back on really quickly to sort of do a bit of a serious couple of minutes on you know I do make these jokes, but they are jokes. This is the way they're intended. You know, just to kind yeah. of. For all those people who were just looking to be offended, basically. Um, yeah. And it was brilliant. So I would I would definitely recommend seeing him. He was very well, good. I think that was his last his last tour date of this yeah. particular tour. So um, definitely get the... the it was called Arm, yeah, it was called Armageddon. Yeah, it will be on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and we had transport issues there as well, didn't we? Because we parked out in Hillingdon um, and took the tube in. And then when we got the tube back it was about 10 o'clock and they all all tubes terminated at harrow on the hill because there was signal failure at rainers lane so yes. we got kicked out at sort of 10 15 at night and had to get a bus which got us as far as ryslip but then there was nothing from ryslip and i was just like how do we get to hillingdon and then suddenly magically <laughs> the tubes started working again so we jumped on the train at ryslip yeah but... I've, I've got a sneaky suspicion that we jumped back on the train we were on yeah <laughs> annoyingly <laughs> we got off at harrow and got back on at um at Roislip. about 40 minutes later yes <laughs> and then had an hour and a half drive home so it was late but it was it was worth it it was really and really london, good london buses at night very interesting oh yeah you get all the characters oh yeah wow. this is why i never used to go on buses late at night yeah. i would walk or get a cab I've, I've often toyed and ellie and i have often talked about living in london um but after that i've i'm okay i know i'm fine <laughs> you literally got the most cliched characters on that yes. bus all in one bus ride yes and it was really weird every time they got on i was like wow really <laughs> it's almost like, yeah caricatures of london life it's yeah. very very strange all the people you expect to be on a late night <laughs> london bus literally got on that bus yes so we saw yes <laughs> we saw this couple each with a dog and the dogs had like high-vis jackets on and the couples had a high-vis jacket on with something written on the back and as we walked or drove towards it it said 
dog in training we need space on the back of their high-vis jackets which i thought was brilliant because it's you know telling people exactly what's going on exactly what they need to do yeah. <clears throat> keep away with your dogs etc and then kevin was like oh we should get one of those with husband in training and <laughs> you should wear it <laughs> we're going out and i'll just like snap at people as i walk past yes and you can go no <laughs> i guess instead of adult reins you can just <laughs> hold me back <laughs> oh that's really funny sorry that was just an added um but yeah, so other than that, church-wise, it's been a really good year. I think we've touched on it in a few episodes. Um, Alpha has been amazing this year. We've made more friends. We've yeah, led the young adults group again. And yeah. we are taking them into the new year with a post-alpha um, course to sort of bridge the gap between Alpha and going to church, if that's what they want to do. And they're a great group of people. So they'll be coming here every week for, I think it's 12 weeks, 10, 12 weeks. Yes. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. Um, and other than that, Kevin's been helping out with TMX, which is the youth group at church. And it's not a youth group for church kids. No, it's a youth group in church. Yeah, so people, local people come and, and sort of the kids come and, and play with each other and play games. And Yeah, sadly I had to miss out on the last few of last year. Because we were away. Because we were away we? and stuff. But um, yeah, it comes back on, in, in January and I've committed to do, do that for the year. Yeah. Um, as often as I possibly can, obviously work. Yep. Work gets in the way sometimes, but yeah, absolutely love it. And I've been asked to help at the women's conference um, uh, at yeah. the beginning of next year That's for the great. day, which will be lovely. And we also got asked to join the communion team, which yeah. was pretty cool. So Very cool. Um, yeah, it was sort of integrating more into the church family, which is really lovely. It's a it's an incredible church to bring out. We're at Broadmead Community Church in Northampton, and it's it's just a lovely place where it really does cliche though it might sound feel like family. Yes. Um, and yeah, I think since we sort of got our butts into gear and started going every single week um it's just become just a full-on really important part of our lives isn't it so, yeah absolutely it was yeah. really nice this last time to be joined by our young adults group from st giles yes who came over to join us in the, in the morning service which yeah. was lovely to see them we nice had a surprise. we had a reflective service at christmas which what they do just before christmas for those people who christmas might not be quite as happy for so to have time to sort of go along and reflect on that and pray and it was really lovely to see them so yeah it was great so we've had a really good year looking forward to another great year with them hopefully running alpha again um yeah hopefully yeah. later in the year and doing christianity explored with these young adults from yeah. january and potentially baptism oh not for me <laughs> not for me maybe maybe me you don't know that. Me. i don't know <laughs> so um started with so again oh, no. he, he has a go at me every single time for starting every segment with so that's okay i can edit it out <laughs> no don't <leave> it. <laughs> okay um yeah so for um my 15 years at intertronics i was given a um one of these gift experience days and we went to the red bull formula one factory in milton Keynes and was you know treated to a really nice factory tour um of all the you know former race cars and the heritage site they have there and the factory itself so seeing things being made and all that sort of stuff and it was just an incredible day i mean <laughs> everywhere you went it was so incredibly clean clinical everything was about winning and you know just it was just an inspiring place to be but you got the feeling that they were all a big family as well yes, the hugely. red bull family it was just everyone from hospitality to the drivers you know, it, it was 
you know, you walk around on our talk, I literally was getting said hello to by all the engineers, by everyone in the workshops, by people just wandering around. It was just really nice. Yeah, so there, there were a few... missed Christian sort of, Horner by about five minutes, did, yeah. which he was, was in, really upsetting. He was in that day, but um, sadly had left for the day by the time we got there. Yeah. Um, but there were some, some real sort of mind-blowing things, like, for example, the um, gearbox casing that they machine out of one solid lump of yeah. metal takes five days to make. So yeah. it's being machined non-stop for five days. Um, we also went to the um, sort of nerve centre, didn't we, of where they watch races from. On prepared, race day, On yeah. race day. And... AI is calculating billions and billions, I think it's like 14, 140 billion data points or something like that, and scenarios and yep. um, all this sort of stuff. And it's just, it's just mind-bending how much goes into a race weekend. I think for me, before we went, I was very much one of these people that was like, when Kevin wanted to watch the, F, the Grand Prix, I was like, ugh. You know, how interesting is it just watching cars drive around a track? Boring. And then when you see what goes into not only the car, 30,000 different pieces, uh, and the best part of what, like 15 million pounds for the car, um, but also the stuff that goes into the prep, the lead up, what actually happens on qualifying day while they're racing, all the decisions that are made constantly, nonstop throughout those days, how they're changing the car right to the last minute, what happens when they pit and they damage, what... You know, everything, all the strategic stuff, what the drivers do before each race. And I know that for those of you who like F1, that's obvious, but it's not for someone who doesn't. And when you see what goes into it, it's insane. It, it just brings a whole other level of understanding to the sport. And you can see why so many people get into it. And so annoyingly... You got into it. I got into it, which yeah. is really upsetting. So we're, we're now starting Drive to Survive on Netflix from the Can't beginning. Can't stop watching it. And Ellie is absolutely addicted. She's like, can we put it on now? Can we put it on? <laughs> um, so we're already plowing through towards the end of season two. But so. it's nice because it's got, <clears throat> it's got sorry, not, not only the techie stuff sort of around all of the Grand Prix and, and what happens and stuff, but it's also got that nice weird soap opera you feel where you see all the relationships between the drivers yep. and the background tensions and arguments yep. and how drivers move from one to another, um, from one sort of what they call one team, team to another. To another yeah. And like why and all the, the male testosterone fighting and shouting and blah. And it's just like, I mean, I get confused because I can never remember who drives for who because there are so many drivers and people and who the principals are. I know Red Bull because obviously we've been... Uh, Red Bull, Renault, and Mercedes. I've got down now because they're the three main featured, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and Ferrari last. Episode. And Ferrari last episode, yeah. So before I was like, if any of these men passed me on the street, I would have zero clue. Maybe Max Verstappen because he's quite distinctive looking, but I wouldn't have had a single clue that any of them were F1 drivers. But it's it's really cool. So I think yeah, um, yeah. From, from what I thought was a boring, mundane <laughs> driving around the same track time and time again sport, it's. There's yeah. so much more to it, and it's uh, it's uh, and for someone who doesn't drive either, yeah. I re- I love it. I think it's so. I'll be watching the Grand Prix from now on. Yeah, no, it's really really interesting, and and it's an, it's a really nice factual, like I said, really inspiring. Mm. Um, Red Bull absolutely everywhere. They were there talking was, about there was literally Red Bull everywhere. So every oh, single I hate Red Bull. <laughs> every single room you went into, every single uh, manufacturing area, that sort of thing, even just corridors, even just corridors had either mini or Full-size full fridges. fridges full of Red Bull yeah. and all Red Bull products. And it was all free. So if yeah. you fancied one, you could just have one. Yeah. It's a bit like Willy Wonka's <laughs> chocolate just factory. Red Bull. But just Red Bull. Yeah. Um, that was really incredible. So we got goodie bags at the end. 
Yeah. Which is really nice. I had a hat in there and some other bits and pieces. But you could literally open the bag up that it came in and take all the Red Bull you could possibly... And some people did. And some people I kind did. of looked at it and, and uh, went, that's really tacky. I mean, we took like one of each flavour. There were four flavours. Yeah. So we took one of each flavour. Where are they? In the thing. Not in the fridge. In the utility room. Um, because I've never seen any other flavour than just generic Red Bull um, but they had other flavours so we took mm. one of each but there was this lady literally loading up three bags of I like know. 30 cans I was like honey I you know, know. It, I don't it felt a bit ugh. yeah no, have, have a couple because that's you know <laughs> yeah but maybe we're just too polite I don't well, know I don't know I just think it's a bit tacky anyway um, if it had been chocolate though you'd have found me there walking out with the fridge <laughs> uh, <laughs> not tacky then just sensible Um yeah, so it it was really good, and I think we saw the my favorite bit. I think was the um, where you see where they practice um, the pit. Yeah, yeah. So, where they so, practice yeah. changing the tires, and yeah. it's under two seconds, which is crazy in itself. But apparently, there's times of the month where it's just like a big sort of almost hangar, and they've got exact replicas of the two pit boxes. That's it one for each driver and they've got all of the exact where all their tools are everything in the same place as it is on race day and they have practice sessions so all these guys who do the pit changes they work in the factory somewhere else as a day job and they do this they go to race days and do the pit changes when that happens when yep. the races happen so once a month they go in and they just do what is it 12 hours mm-hmm. no or two hours no two hours two hours slots, two hours yeah. of practicing just non-stop practice 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 get it down get it shorter and they play music at a volume that you can't even hear yourself think apparently because yeah, that's what they do on race like day a big rock, rock sort of concert yeah it's so they just loud like plow music through it and they all just get on with it and he, he was saying about one guy who's worked there for years who's got dreadlocks and is their main pit guy and yeah. he is everyone one. knows him because he's on the drive to survive. and he's on drive to survive he's there in the pit so it's like when you're watching it and you've done the tour you're like oh we know him, oh, him. Yeah. Him. he talked about him yeah and it's really cool but it's just yeah it's crazy what these people can do yeah there's the also car. they were talking about the um the paint job as well yeah. and the fact that the paint is made up of obviously so many different components but they also throw a handful of things in there that shouldn't really be there and they don't do anything just so if the comp- competition were able to get hold of some, they wouldn't be able to reverse engineer it. Yeah. I mean, that's just... I mean, it's crazy what they do to crazy. protect their secrets. Apparently yeah. they had paparazzi or press or, you know, infiltrators along the road because it's of campus in Milton Keynes. So they've got lots of different buildings on this road. And they used to get people come in and try and take photos of the moving parts to different buildings because it's not all under one roof. They have to move car parts between buildings. And so Christian Horner was like, well, you're not doing that anymore. And he bought the road. So yeah. he was like, right now, this is now pub- a private land. I love that. And if you it, can't get in to take photos. If there's a problem, just buy the problem. Yeah. Well, he can. So, solved. and it, But it solved their problem, hasn't <laughs> yeah. it? You know, so yeah, crazy. Really it's, good. Yeah, really good day. And thank you to Intertrikes and everyone um, for making that happen. That was really, really cool. Yeah, very cool. And speaking of watching F1, what else have we been watching or listening to? So we finished season two of Vigil. We did. That was so good. That I really, still really didn't good. really understand it at the end. Oh, no, I, I think I did. I think I called it quite early. I think when it's things like, because this is around terrorist groups yeah. in the Middle East. And I think when it's stuff like that, I, there were so many names of different groups and different yes. people that I just got confused. Yeah. So I didn't really know but it was very good it was the ending was good but i yeah there were just bits what else we watched uh the i'm a celebrity result 
Yes, so well very, very pleased. Won, very, very pleased. Well done, Sam. Yeah, he was so good. Yeah. And I just thought he just brought the energy all the way through. And I knew he'd do well because he's, I think he's one of these, I'll say celebrity because he is. He's one of these celebrities that doesn't know he is. Yeah. So anytime he meets someone who he thinks is a celebrity, he just, it's so cute. Well, the relationship between, between him and Tony yeah. was just And incredible. him and Marvin. I just thought, I thought it was just very, very authentic. Yeah. And you know, they, they, and the nice thing was, is like, and he every, doesn't was, know actually. how popular he is, which makes him really humble and not an arrogant idiot. Yep. And he's got ADHD. He's been recently diagnosed as an adult. And it's very obvious where his traits are. He's very overexcited. He's got a lot of energy. He just can't sit still. And that energy. comes off as annoying Passion. to people. Yeah. But I thought it was really nice that they all obviously knew beforehand and understood and actually worked with him on it. And yep. they weren't just nasty about him. Like, I didn't like... Nella, she said something about him at the beginning, and I just thought that's well, a bit ignorant, especially she, when she kicked off about also, someone saying something about her dad. It was just. Well, I think she she kicked off a couple of times with um, Nigel Farage, and what Nigel said wasn't. You could take it either way, but she decided to take it. But she also wasn't listening. She asked him a question, mm. and then when he answered it, and he actually made a valid point, she just wasn't listening to that. No, she, she was just attacking him. She wasn't yeah. going to listen. Or any, and so I think if you want to have a conversation with somebody about something that matters to you, have a conversation and listen to what they're saying. Don't yes. just sit there and batter oh, 100%, them. Yeah. And then just act like they haven't said anything. Because that's really, you're not making your point and you're making yourself look like a child. Yes. And she did that time and time again. And then she got all upset for airtime, clearly, about Fred Sirius's comment about her oh, yeah, dad. Oh, no, sorry, it was, was Fred, not Nigel. No, <clears> that was both. She did. She had the, um, she had the, um, immigration debate with Nigel and okay. then refused to listen to what he was saying. There ha that happened quite a lot, actually. <laughs> a lot of people were sort of poking Nigel about his, his views though. and things. That's yeah, no, and that's fine. But they weren't really prepared for what he had to say back. No, exactly. And that's the point. It's like, and you I can thought he get handled your point himself in. really, really well. I thought he did. I thought he did. I, I thought mean, it was a great I, group, though, this year. It was, it was. And I don't necessarily agree with all of what he says. Well, a lot of what he says, actually. But the point is, have that grown-up conversation. But yeah. Sam was definitely, by far and away, the winner. He, Worthy winner. He was, yeah, he 100%. was great. And um, Strictly, of Strictly course. Winner. Strictly yeah. final. So Ella, Ella, Ellie, Ellie sorry. Yeah. Ellie won that. She was... You championed her all the way through. I did, right from the beginning. No dance training, got better and better and better. And even on the last episode was the lowest scorer and still won. And I think that's great because Leighton had had stage and theatre training and had been dance trained, which I don't think was fair. Um, and who was the other one? Who else was Ooh. there? Oh, um, Bo um, Bobby Brazier. Bobby Brazier. So Jay Goody and oh, it's Jeff, Jeff Brazier's Brazier. son. Yeah. And actually he was really good as Again, well. Again, but come up sort of got better and better yeah, throughout the no competition. no dance experience, but just wasn't as good as Ellie. So I'm really glad that her but, and... But I think that's how people relate to it, and perhaps how the judges related to it, in that Ellie and um, Billy, Bobby, Bobby. sorry, um, just progressed throughout yeah. the series, whereas Leighton came in already pretty good and was getting his good scores. His first dance was almost as good as his professional partner. But he couldn't really get any better. No. So I think the other two were a lot more noticeable. Because and they were a lot they more were relatable, weren't they? Because yeah. they were just, yeah, like we would go in. But very, very impressive. Yeah. And so that was Another, another cool. great crop as well. And really, really good, good yeah. year for that. And actually, the old, normally you have a couple of people who go on it, if they're older especially, who are just cringy to watch and they can't dance and they're just stomping around the floor. But actually, all of them gave it, even Les Dennis gave it a really good go. Yeah, well, I thought Les Dennis, um, Krishnan and Annabelle Croft, I thought were going to be like the... Yeah. The, the, 
in oh, Adam's um, joke act. Also, who, who was the older lady who did come dancing back in the day? Oh, Angela Rippon. Yeah, I thought, oh, well, there you go. There's, there's the, yeah. you know, the nightmare of this season. But she was incredible. Flexibility. I mean, is, but yeah. she just danced. She was yeah. a good dancer. It was a very, very good series. She would have been, if she had been paired up with Anton. Oh, that would have been so good. That would have been the most amazing pairing but obviously Love he's Anton. judging oh so. talking of Anton that brings me on to um, a podcast I'm listening to which Ellie introduced me to which is Rob uh, Rob Bryden yeah so it's called Bryden and yeah so and good. he interviews a lot of like his mates basically and it started during lockdown where he kind of got bored and just wanted to do do a podcast because everyone else was yeah. <laughs> like us um, <laughs> and he just interviews a whole bunch of different people so I'm only li- really listening to people I know yeah um, but I started out with the Robbie Williams one which was so really good. really good yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a really good podcast. And yeah, yeah he, he um, interviewed Anton Debeck, and that was a really good interview because they get mi- mistaken for each other, don't they? All the time. Um, he was like, there are many people that I get mistaken for in this life, <coughs> but none more so than this guest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that was really, really good. And he got sort of kind of deep because he did a, um, a thing with Kate Garraway, didn't he? Yeah. He did life stories. Yes, um, oh, of course. And he got really upset. And I think that was just after he'd recorded the Rob Bryden thing. Okay. Because um, he started going off into why he was called, why he's no, why he changed his name and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and he went, I don't really want to go here with that sort of conversation. But just such a nice guy. So nice, and he's actually how you'd expect him to be. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd really, be at really my nice. celebrity dinner party. So yeah, so definitely listen to that. Um, we continue with the Red Handed um, podcast. They just did a two-parter on the stairs one yeah i've seen that I've, have you seen it on netflix the staircase s- no i haven't seen it but i listened to the bbc podcast about it you need to watch the staircase it they what they said is right it's very very biased to the prosecution yeah uh no defense defense because they were, they were filming him yeah. Effectively. yeah but it's i saw that before i heard any of the pods so actually it's nice to hear actual background from yeah. red-handed what happened with his family in germany and stuff yeah. like that i was like oh okay did not know that yep. um but yeah that's worth watching if you've if you've not seen it no i would definitely watch that i I decided right early on in these podcast episodes that i'd stop winch of the week because it got a bit whingy i mean i thought let's take the negative out but this week there are just a couple of things i want to talk about (laughs) so first thing is spoilers nothing grinds my gears like people who whinge about things being spoiled on social media when they've aired in real time right so and actually to make this an actual point Here's what I think. If something has been on the television or radio or whatever media in real time, it has happened. It's fair game to talk about on social media. If you can't make it to watch it in real time and you're going to watch it on catch up or you're going to wait a while, stay away from spoilers. That's your responsibility. It's nobody's fault it's not but your my own. responsibility to make sure I don't spoil something for you. If, you're, if I want to watch something that I haven't been able to make, like Bake Off, for example, I stayed off my social media. I didn't open news apps because I didn't want the end result ruined. That's my responsibility. But if you happen to get told it or in passing and things like that, you don't get mad about yeah, it. It's no different if you were in the office and you overheard somebody say it. You wouldn't walk over to them and go, oh, well, thanks a lot for spoiling that. I've been looking after my children this week and I'm not going to see it till Saturday. You wouldn't do that. So don't do it on social media because I've had an f- experience recently and this is why I'm bringing it up. In a Facebook group I'm in, which I'm not going to mention because it's not fair, there was a lady who talked about the Bake Off end. Because the winner, one of the contestants, sorry, in the Bake Off is also part of this group. Mm-hmm. So it was just to say, well done, so sad to see you go. But obviously, it spoiled that she went that week. Now, she posted it the day after it had aired. And she got so much 
so many nasty comments with just horrible people just saying like, oh, well, thanks very much. Oh, well, could have put a spoiler. Just really horrible tone. Not, not like abusive, but just nasty to a point where she left. <clears throat> she left the group because she felt so vilified for doing Terrible. this. And so I noticed, because she was quite a regular poster, that she hadn't posted for a while. So I messaged her privately, and she was just like, oh, I just felt awful. I, I, was, I typed out an apology. I've turned off the comments because it was making me really upset. And it really hurt really her feelings. Really affected her, yeah. And so I went to the admin, group admin, and just said, look, just FYI, don't say anything to the people involved. We know that one of them is very gobby anyway. But I was like, just so you know, this is how this person felt. And this group is supposed to be a group of women that are really supportive and kind, and it always has been until this so when that I was like no it's nobody so I went on to that post and said look it's nobody's responsibility if you don't want to get have, have something spoiled then just don't come on social media and it kind of quietened down after that but you just have to remember like with everything on social media don't be a troll yeah you know don't be nice be kind don't you don't know what somebody else is going through just don't be an idiot there's no reason for it you can just keep scrolling oh someone spoiled it whoops you know carry yeah. on be angry about it but be angry in your own time yeah just be a good human exactly same with um, trigger warnings and things like that as yeah. well. They're, they're just really frustrating. I just think, Because yeah. everyone gets triggered over everything. So. Well, this is it. If you're going to trigger warning something, we'd have to trigger warning this episode for absolutely everything. We have put trigger warnings in before, but... We do when it's a big thing. If yeah. we were talking about suicide, I get that. Yeah. Something massive that might really, really get to somebody, I fully appreciate that. But I'm not going to trigger warning... I don't know, I'm drinking a cup of tea because you don't like milk. I mean, it's just it's just really... Sometimes it. I think we have to just take some responsibility for our own protection. I couldn't agree more. And the other thing was like, we, we need to drop into Sainsbury's today at some point just um, to get a couple of last-minute bits. I think some butter and some bacon or something. Yeah. And Kevin was like, oh, it's going to be an absolute nightmare because people are going to be doing their Christmas food shopping. And I'm like, plan better. Why are you? It's all the people who go and do their food shopping literally two days before Christmas, and, and then they whinge about they're not being this, they're not being that, the car park being full, there being people everywhere, the queues at the checkouts, and you're like, plan better. You could have done your food shopping for Christmas a week ago and put it in the freezer. You could you could just do the top ups for the fresh veg now. You if you plan your time better, then you won't have to moan about it. Like I, I just don't. It doesn't compute with me. We did our Christmas food shop in the week late night supermarkets are open until 10 o'clock yep. and i understand that some people have children one of you can go doesn't need to be both of you going and doing it no. there are ways around i can hear people now just going oh but i've got this on and i've got that on and i'm busy it's like don't tell me that you are too busy for two weeks before christmas that you can't find time to plan in christmas food shopping and over. Uh, <laughs> how does that feel? Do you know what? I think this people thing was kicked off by going to London four times in a week. Yes. And just realising how selfish and ignorant people are. Oh, yeah, Chew, for sure. Commute, commute rage, walking rage, people who walk and just stop dead in front of you to check their maps on a really busy street. And you're like... Mm. I, must or, point, I must point out, though, these are things that we, you and I, probably do. No, but I don't, don't. But don't realise the effect on other people. I don't think I do that and I definitely don't do the main one which you experienced as well in London recently when you've been walking from a tube to leave the station or from a tube to get another tube or another train it takes about I'd, I'd say a very minimum three or four minutes mm -hmm. and all that way you're walking going up and down escalators and then you get to the tube barrier and then you fumble for your pass oh, in right, the bag yeah. so this, yeah, right so this is the same as going to the bar <sighs> And not knowing what you want to drink, or getting to the fish and chip shop, getting to the front of the queue, and going, "What would you want? What do you? What would you like?" 
And it's like, you've had 20 minutes yeah. in the how, queue. Yeah. How long have you been driving here? decide what you're going to have. And it's like, getting to, yeah, oh, I, I, what white wine do they do? You there's been, a wine list on the bar. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Why are you not better prepared? And yeah. don't order Guinness last. Well, yeah, no, that's, I mean, who does that? But, I mean, I think that's probably like a, somebody who's worked on a bar's very yeah, yeah, obvious yeah. thing but to do. Just be a little bit more prepared. But, but yeah, definitely have your ticket ready for the barrier. But it comes, it comes back to this whole thing we had before about being considerate of other people. And I think, especially since COVID, there's always been a level of selfishness. But since COVID, where we've all been in our own insular bubbles and had to just please ourselves and do what works for us, yeah. it's noticeably worse. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're getting to a ticket barrier. Have that ticket ready. I, I mean, you've been walking to the barrier for at least 30 it seconds. It was the same as um, at Ricky Gervais and at Harry Potter. People not having their tickets oh, ready yeah, for yeah. scanning and stuff like that. It's just like, what, you, what yeah, have you been You've been doing? in the queue with us for 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> just have it in, in your hand. What, I don't you, could, get you, it. you could do a whole episode on people. Oh, though, man. Couldn't you? People and people. People. People are just, yeah. You know, this is why, by the way, I didn't mind being locked in my house over lockdown. And I know that my situation is very different. I did not have children. I did not I have animals. But you know what? Being shut in my home and being told I couldn't leave and having food delivered to me is probably like the best life. <laughs> in my particular, yeah. again, in my particular situation, I not know that lockdown lie. is very stressful for a lot of other people. Not gonna lie. Sounds like heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So. I need a wee. Oh, Kevin needs a wee. Oh, I could be on my own for now. Yeah, go on, do, do, do okay. Hello, it's just me now. It's Bangers Podcast. That makes Kevin chat, which probably isn't right. Um, so yeah, I've got to take over for five minutes while Kevin goes to the loo. Oh, my posters went up on the underground. That was very cool. Um, so it was a bit delayed because the person putting them up was sick. Um, so I think it was delayed by about 10 days. Um, but they're finally up. Uh, they're in Green Park and Victoria just for a month. So they'll be gone by, I think, probably the end of the first week in January. And I've had a couple of people who I hadn't told and who don't really go on social media or who aren't my friends on social media message me and just with pictures saying, oh, I've just seen this at Victoria. I didn't know you were doing that. So that was very cool. That's been very cool. Um, in slightly sad news, kind of linked to that, we've been told that we can't do the podcast at work. Um, and we were wondering why they were sort of dragging their feet on letting us kick off with it. But it turns out that TFL have got their own podcast that has just launched called Mind the Gap, which was what ours was called. So, um, yeah, that's been canned for now. But hopefully we're going to piggyback off the main one and maybe do some um, episodes on there for the staff colleague networking group for disability. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, until then, we're going to go and try and see if we can find the posters at some point. But yeah, that's been cool. Oh, he's back. I'm back. He's back. Yes. <laughs> I, li I like that. The Ellie takeover. I like that you thought you're the bangers of the... So do I just bring the chat? Mash. Oh, yeah, there's there Mash. mash. I, so I, I am... about that. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm just Mash. Yeah. You're bangers, I'm Mash. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. <laughs> um, so on a more serious note, um, especially in the service that we had um recently at church it was a really nice time to just think about the people that aren't with us anymore um obviously the often less merry side of christmas um but yeah it was really nice as a sort of exactly what the service was meant for reflection on people who we miss who aren't with us who we've lost this year who we've lost before that um and yeah so it was really nice to just sort of take that time wasn't it to yeah 
think about them and actually there's a lot of people who we know family and not family who don't celebrate Christmas because it's too painful because they've lost people around that time and we were trying to sort of think of a way to turn that on its head and make it a time of celebration of them and I know that sounds very cliched like people do funerals we're not going to mourn their loss we're going to celebrate their lives and I think that's actually how it should be because you know those people who have gone it's always about the people left behind and I'm sure that none of them would want their loved ones to never celebrate Christmas again or to hate Christmas because they're not with them they'd want them to be celebrating and remembering them in a good way and I kind of think that's I I fully believe that and especially if you're a Christian and you you believe that when you die you go to heaven they're totally up there going stop being miserable like and I just think it's very easy to say it's very difficult to you know not be sad at that time of year but trying at least I guess a little bit to just flip it over and just think how they would be if they were here what they would be doing what they would what would they say to you yes if you canned Christmas because you were sad um and that's kind of what we did because I think it's very sad for Kev's gran around this time yeah, of year. Yeah, we lost Grampy on the 21st of December. That's going back probably 12 years now. Mm. Um, and she also lost her sister, Tina, at roughly the same sort of time of year. And come January, of course, we'd have lost Paul. Um, so it's not a great time of year for, for her. Mm. Um, oh, that's better. Um, <coughs> yeah, so it's not a great time of year um, when you think about that. But... I, I do this I do the you know it's nice to remember them yeah. at this time of year rather than mourn them um but earlier earlier this year lost my dad Pete um on the 1st of April so that's you know he's in my thoughts um but yeah it's it's been a been an interesting year uh, mm-hmm. from that point of view but yeah I totally agree to celebrate their lives not mourn yeah the hole they leave behind yeah think about them in a positive way and smile at christmas instead of cry and i think it's hard to turn it around a hundred percent a hundred percent easier said than done but even if you start trying it sort of makes it makes it a different experience doesn't it and for those left behind you can start having fun at christmas again so yeah yeah although we did see i saw a debate on um i can't remember if it was in the news or not about a family and it's quite a fame oh it is it's the it's it's the van tullicans so I think it's these two famous twin brothers, the Van Tullikens, and one of the ones them... that had loads of plastic surgery. No, 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 no. They're the they're the two. I can't remember what nationality they are, but one of them's a doctor. Oh, Zander and yes, yeah. it, I think it's them. But one of them and their wives. Anyway, they've got two kids, and this year they're not doing presents. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. So they are. They've decided to you know be a bit more environmentally friendly and teach their kids that you know what christmas isn't all about gift giving and Mm. so they're not doing presents and they did an article about it and i think at first i was like i don't know how i feel about that because i'm like but they're still their kids are sort of um i think our kids age so sort of 11-ish and 7-ish or something like that and part of me was like oh no they're too young like don't do that to them at this age i can understand if they were sort of teenagers and they'd understand it a bit more maybe but i thought my feelings was that's too young like let them enjoy christmas all their friends will be doing it they're still primary school age secondary school age you know when they're sort of 15 then perhaps have the conversation and that was my immediate thought but then i don't know how i feel about it now well it's it's incredibly tough to buy for kids these days because we've just had that yeah because all they really want is tech and you know online currency for tech and things like that i mean we've bought not we've uh, made a point of not buying overly techie stuff yeah um in in years gone by and 
a lot of it has remained in the cellophane on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're kind of then reluctant to do that again. Yeah. So I think, I don't know. It's... We've come down on the whole, I think, now because they're getting older. And we literally asked them this year what they wanted and they did not give us anything. So we've kind of just done what we think we know they'll like because we know it'll get used. And even though ideally we wouldn't be getting them gaming credit and we wouldn't be getting them techie stuff, that's the stuff they like and enjoy and will use. So yeah. of course we get bombarded with questions from members of the family who say, you know, what do they want for Christmas? Yeah. And it's like, well, don't we know. don't know. <laughs> Here's their numbers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but even they don't really know. No, they don't. They don't, they don't. They don't want, oh, you know, when I was a kid, you know, you got the Christmas Argos catalogue mm -hmm. and you basically wanted everything that was in that book. Um, you know, a new skateboard or a new pair of roller skates or the latest board game or, yeah. um, so, you know, Boglins or, you know, whatever the, whatever the thing was at that time. Now, that doesn't really exist. I think the problem is, I was having this conversation with mum and dad recently, the problem is, is that when we were kids, your birthday and your Christmas were when you got presents, right? So the build-up through the year was to those two dates where if you wanted something, especially something big, you put it on your list, your birthday or Christmas, and you waited and you saved and you you were patient and the anticipation of the build-up to that big gift that you would ask for. Now, kids are just, I and mean, I'm talking about kids in general, they're just spoiled. If they want something during the year, their parents buy it for them. If they want it, they get it. And so when it comes to a birthday and a Christmas, they don't know what they want because they have it. Correct. And that I find really sad because now children have no clue of, waiting for something they want mm -hmm. the patience like i mean i'm sure like lots of kids our kids are super impatient like we'll order in a, me a meal in a restaurant and literally as soon as the person's walked away they're like when's it coming yeah. and it's it's very much like a and that's all kids that's not just ours like children are just like that because it's that same the same way with adults having this you put everything on credit card you don't have to save for it you can just buy it now and pay it off kids have the same thing with toy expectation or gift expectation if they want it their parents tend to buy it for them immediately so then when it comes to birthdays and christmases and we're flying around the family going what should we get them nobody knows because they've already got the stuff they want yeah and it's like well, we've talked said, about where it. is this whole idea of really wanting something and waiting for it and then being really super happy when it comes it just doesn't exist anymore no and we've said about this before it's like even simple stuff like going to mcdonald's mm -hmm. that used to be a, a birthday treat or going birthday out treat. going out anywhere for a meal yep. was a treat twice now a year. it's twice a week yep and Not it's just and year. it's just a friday evening dinner because can't be bothered to cook that's yeah. where it is yeah i mean i remember when i was a kid living in saudi even so when i was 11 12 10 11 and 12 we would go out for dinner six times in the year, each of our birthdays. Mm -hmm. We would be treated. And it was a massive deal. Going to Pizza Hut for dinner was huge. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, it's Wednesday. Should we just get pizza? And it's it, the whole it's totally dynamic yeah. of this. It's at your fingertips. Deliveroo. All this stuff that you can just have. Amazon immediately. So it's changed us. So what's special now? Nothing. Isn't, is it? I, I mean, can't think of one occasion other than getting married that is something to really be relished and look forward to and excited about. I think that's why um, we want to do sort of experiences yes. and days out and stuff like that, mm. because they are... Making memories. They are making memories. But even that, even so, when the kids are here, I'm not just picking on our kids in particular, it does happen everywhere, but, you know, we want to make the most of the time we're with them. So we'll mm. go to the motor museum or we'll go to yep. the beach or we'll go somewhere. Yep. It's not special anymore. 
No, it's, not, it's just a thing. It's just a thing, isn't it? Isn't it? But that's it's normal. That is literally the same just today, all over the place. Like now, if you've got something arranged for every day of the school holidays, if you're not doing something, yeah. they're almost relieved. Oh yeah. The days that we're they not going out, they're like, oh, are, we, are we going out today? Are we doing anything today? Almost with that, please tell us no. And when we say no, it's a chill day. They're like, yes, winning, and they can just stay in their pajamas all day. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, we do do that. Like we definitely have days here and there where we do that, but we like them to sort of get out and do stuff do and get stuff. dressed in the day you yeah. know just kind of actually get into your day and do something so it's but it, again this is very generic it's not just ours it's not just the boys it's everyone and it's just the change in society i think has become both i think it's both good and bad mm-hmm. i think it makes me sad for that expectation build up and the excitement because there just isn't really excitement and i i kind of see like their faces when they open stuff and I'm just like oh that's an anticlimax <laughs> and it's just so many times there's been but, a huge anticlimax they open things and go oh what and then they go oh what is it yeah and it's like well it's a puzzle or it's a yeah it's it's a something you know it's a science set or something yeah. like that and they're just like oh great and then it just all gets put to the side and yeah and it, the thing about. is because that's not them that's it's not, not what them. they're interested no. in and we kind of do what we would have liked as a kid and then realize actually that's not what this is anymore there's a lot of nostalgic sting i yeah, think you know yeah. you, you sort of how our childhoods were about exactly that you know you come down on christmas morning father christmas had been and yeah. it was all like you know, the latest annual for something Beano annual yeah or thomas yeah. tank engine annual yeah. or world record book yeah exactly mousetrap yeah, these, but all those things, I know, electric keyboard or something. Yeah, like, remote like control car for the boys when I yeah. grew up, like my brothers. Yeah. When they got their remote control cars or their first handheld devices. Yeah, yeah. That was huge. They were, yeah, exactly. And you but, play with it all year. And now? No. No. It's not just, so much. it's not the it's same. Sad, isn't it's it? But it is the way things are. This is, is how things are. This is what today is. This is what consumerism today is. It is. And it's what our kids are growing up with. And, and so, we've also done it to each other. So we've we've decided this year that we're not going to... Um, give each other gifts because we've kind of done it all we've throughout done it the year. The year when we and Munich stuff. was kind of a gift to each other as well. So, um, you know, we're just doing it slightly differently this year. And it's, I don't know, it's not. But I think we do, we tend to do the more experiences together. Mm-hmm. So we will do things like date night instead of gifts, or like you say, Munich and Berlin last year to spend time together. And I would 100% much rather do that. Yeah, agreed. So for the upcoming year, we were thinking about what we would say for our plans for 2024. And actually, the only I think thing... the plan is to have a plan. It is. And I think <laughs> on New Year's Day, we're going to sit down in the evening and we're going to make a plan, especially around our health. I think for both of us, this year is the big one to get done. You know, not necessarily weight loss, although that will be a part of it. It's just being healthier, living healthier. Eating not healthier. just so And it spans. It's food, it's getting more active, and it's just mentally being better because i think we take for granted that as you get older it takes a lot longer to get yourself fitter both mentally and physically and you have to put in a lot of effort to get to a situation that would have taken you half the time when you were 30 so i think we've both felt towards the end of this year physically and somewhat mentally i suppose so i think 2024 january is a fresh start eat better you know knock on the head things that aren't good for us and just try and be the best version of us so i think that is my especially goal yeah. going forwards i think I, I share the same sort of goal um i think just being a bit more motivated um doing a few more things proactively yeah. um in sort of social life as well 
um, do more of this. We love to. We love podcasting. Make it more um, regular. I think. Make it more regular. Um, have more specials. Do more things. Get more guests. Um, and just you know, and we do this just for fun. It mm. is meant. It is just for fun. It won't ever become anything serious. But our last episode, did we want to? Well, our last episode, for some reason, has gone through the roof stats wise. I'm not sure why. It's gently ner- unnerving, if I'm honest. And yeah. Because every other episode gets sort of between. 40 and 60 downloads yeah and suddenly this one has shot up to 120 yeah so i don't know it's suddenly spread in canada i don't know how that happened <laughs> uh, we haven't used any i don't know hello don't canada know. yeah hello, hello. <laughs> love canada that's on our hit list of things to visit because my auntie <laughs> lives in banff okay and that's on my list of places to go and i love I've, the word banff it's great isn't it yeah and my my um stepmom coach lady as well lives in canada and we i also listen to a podcast called oh no that's not good i can't remember the name of it what's it about it's a stepmom podcast okay and because i've blatantly hitting perimenopause things fly out of my head um but a lot of our um my podcasts especially um they're based in canada um and so hang on i'm gonna find it because they're really good and uh, the bonus mums podcast there we go um so yeah they're based in canada as well um so yeah uh following has gone around the world we yeah. have literally around the world so i don't know how that's happening but no. thank you everyone who's listening yeah, thank we're you loving everybody. having the new the new audience and and do do stick with us and um, so if you want to reach out to us it's bangersandmashchat at gmail.com not aol not aol as eddie said last time and our instagram handle is bangersandmashchat so come and follow us yeah we would love to have you on board and until then have a very merry christmas everybody and an incredibly Happy New Year. I hope it's a really good one for everyone. And for those people who it's not as merry for, we're thinking of you um, and sending our love. And yeah, we hope to speak to lots of you next year. Yeah. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.